0: Good morning and welcome in to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. I'm Chris Yao, filling in for Tom Price all week long, bringing you all the news that is news from across Murray County and Southern Middle Tennessee. Glad to be with you on this beautiful Monday morning. We've got a lot of news from over the weekend coming your way, so let's go ahead and get right into it. We, of course, start with local news. On Thursday, Columbia Police, along with Spring Hill Police, arrested Daniel Walls, 38 and a 17-year-old juvenile, on charges related to the posting of bias-based rhetoric flyers on historically black churches and at least one business in Columbia. Flyers were placed on Mount Calvary Missionary Baptist Church, Bethel AME, and Faith United Missionary Baptist Churches last week. That included language, warning mixed-race couples, communists, and homosexuals that, quote, the Klan is back again and here to stay, end quote. Those people should, quote, make amends or stay away. Walls was arrested and charged with four counts of civil rights intimidation and one count each of vandalism and contributing to the delinquency of a minor. In a statement to Main Street Murray, Walls apologized for his actions, stating he did not post the flyers as an act of hatred, but only as recruitment of, quote, like-minded individuals. I'm truly sorry for the actions and flyers. It was not done out of hatred for any skin color or targeting anyone, he said. It was just for recruiting purposes only. I wasn't aware the congregations were all black, but everyone gets them no matter their race. How are we supposed to know who lives or goes where? Wells claims he was simply distributing the pre-printed materials as a recruitment pitch and chose churches because he is also a Christian. I'm no terrorist or racist. I have black friends that will vouch for me, he said. I did not create those flyers. I just distributed them for my organization, as I thought the First Amendment gave us the right to do. I stand for what I believe in. I'm a Christian, but just have different views than others on things as we all do, and I thought we had that right, but I guess not so much. I apologize to the churches, the public, and anyone else who my actions may have offended. I didn't have any intention to harm anyone in any way, shape, or form. Walls said he does not have an attorney as he cannot afford one at this moment. His previous employer, Peak Pools and Spa in Spring Hill, has terminated him. He was released from custody on July 13th after posting bail on a $43,000 bond and is set to appear in court August 14th. A Tennessee-based nonprofit attempting to open a charter school in Murray County has refiled its application after members of the school board rejected the initial application in April. The application by American Classical Education is one of five filed earlier in 2023 across the state. Murray, Montgomery, Madison, and Robertson counties rejected the initial filings while Rutherford County approved the company's application. The Murray County School Board is set to take up the application during its Tuesday, July 18th meeting. The meeting will take place at 6 p.m. at Horace O. Porter School, 1101 Bridge Street in Columbia. At the board's April meeting, ACE's application was rejected by a 6-5 to five vote. Christian Schull, Laura Nutt, Steve McGee, Jackson Carter, and board chairman Michael Fulbright voted in favor at the time. While Jamila Brown, Will Sims, Betty Kinzer, Marlena Irvin, Austin Hooper, and Wayne Lindsay voted against. Ace officials have filed amendment application with 39 pages of documentation that seeks to answer some of the concerns raised previously by board members. According to Fulbright, the amended filing does not need to be scored by the review committee and set in place by the school board. The amendments to the application are going to be voted on, Fulbright told Main Street Murray. I don't know that the company will necessarily be there to say anything. They submitted that back in June. Fulbright said he felt the amended filing by ACE covered many of the concerns discussed in April. I think that several board members expressed a need for more details and more detailed information. Some of the areas were food, transportation, those type of things. Just a little bit more detail on some areas that were uncertain for some board members, he said. At the April meeting, Murray County Superintendent of Schools Lisa Ventura said many questions remained about the initial application, including special education, transportation, standards for academic plans, design, and financial plan and capacity. Because they weren't at meets and exceeds, the review committee recommends the denial of the initial recommendation, Ventura said at the April meeting. All of our summary ratings have to be at meets or needs standard in order to give you a recommendation to approve. The Murray County School Board will review the updated submission from Ace Ventura said in the statement emailed to Main Street Murray. Neither the district review team nor I have any opinion or determination in the vote to be taken on July 18th. The vote lies in the hands of the school board. Murray County Public Schools Charter Review Committee presented a 37-page report to the school board in April. That report rated Ace's application as partially meeting or failing to meet required standards in 22 of the 27 areas. The review committee had 11 members and consisted of Ventura, principals, assistant principals, two school board members, and community members. American Classical Academy is affiliated with Hillsdale College, which raised controversy last summer when one of its officials was quoted as saying, Teachers are trained in the dumbest parts of the dumbest colleges in the country. After the April vote to reject the application, ACE officials told television stations that they believed the review committee's report was plagiarized as wording was similar or in some cases exactly the same as reports generated in other counties where ACE had filed applications for charter schools. ACE vice president of schools, Philip Schwenk, told Main Street Murray that his organization has tried to address concerns raised by the public and the school board members. The appeals process allows us to make comments on what their concerns were. What changed is now we have heard specifically the remarks of the board and the county and have given them our answers in the hopes of clarifying some of the concerns they had, Schwink said. He also said he would be in attendance at Tuesday's meeting to address any other questions from the board. Schwink also promoted the benefits of adding charter schools, saying these schools are schools that parents ask for the kind of model they want to have for their kids. One of the elements of a charter is that you can tailor different types of educational processes to different kids. The benefit is that families have choices. Asked if ACE had identified a specific location for a charter school if the application is approved, Swink said officials had looked at properties near the north and western ends of Columbia, saying ACE wanted to be in a central Murray County location. If the school board denies the charter again, the company can appeal to the Tennessee Charter Commission a nine member group appointed by Governor Bill Lee. A Murray County Grand Jury returned an indictment against Clark Austin Daniel last month in connection with the death of Murray County Reserve Deputy Bradley Miller. Daniel was indicted on four counts, including vehicular homicide by recklessness, violation of the move over law, and speeding. On december twelfth, twenty twenty two, Miller was working as a patrol vehicle operator on construction detail. His vehicle was struck from behind and took the brunt of the crash, which Sheriff Bucky Rowland said likely saved lives of several workers on site. Immediately following the crash, Roland said a nearby former police officer began assisting Miller while sheriffs, deputies, and other emergency personnel arrived on scene. Additional life-saving measures were taken at the scene before Miller was transported to Murray Regional Medical Center, where he succumbed to the head trauma injury he su- suffered in the accident. Miller served the Murray County Sheriff's Office as a reserve deputy for 19-plus years with the goal of working 20 years with the department, Roland added, He always did it with a smile and joy in his heart lifting people up around him. He made this uniform look better than I can. He was very physically fit and dressed to the T, Roland said. He took pride in how he represented himself, his department, and others, especially his co-workers from General Motors, brothers and sisters from the UAW, and most importantly, his family. Following his arrest, Daniel was reportedly released on a $50,000 bond on June 28th. He's set to appear in court August 3rd. It's time now for our first break here on Southern Middle Tennessee Today. When we come back, we've got your hometown memorials and news from around the state, so stick around on Front Porch Radio. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Today.
1: Keep listening, 101.7, 103.7, WKOM, WKRM, Del Kennedy, owner, operator. Great to have you with us. For more tips, visit pipesafety.org. This message brought to you by the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters and the Tennessee Gas Association. Funded in part by a grant from the Underground Utility Damage Enforcement Board. You're listening to your local radio.
0: Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee today here on Front Porch Radio, Kennedy Broadcasting. I'm Chris Yao, filling in for Tom Price all week long. And once again, I am very glad to be with you guys, bringing you all the news that is news from around Murray County and Southern Middle Tennessee. We'll take a look now at your hometown memorials, brought to you by Oaks and Nichols. William Neal Pulley, Sr., 92. Retired crane operator for Union Carbide and resident of Columbia, died Wednesday, July 12, 2023 at Life Care Center of Columbia. Funeral services for Mr. Pulley will be conducted Monday at 11 a.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Polk Memorial Gardens. The family visited with friends on Sunday from 3 until 7 at the funeral home. Tennessee saw more than 31,000 members lose 10 Care coverage in the first month of redetermination, according to a recent unwinding report. Of the 80,000 renewals in the month of April, there were 43,666 who remained eligible for the coverage. Redetermination of 10 Care eligibility was blocked during the COVID-19 health emergency rules between March 2020 and March 31st. That meant anyone who qualified once for the programs continued to be eligible until this year. Normally, states are required to check Medicaid eligibility once per year. Despite the start of redetermination, TennCare still reached a high of 1.8 million enrolled in the program in May. Those who were determined to no longer be eligible for coverage were referred to the federal health care marketplace. TennCare went into the state of emergency with 1.3 million members and expected membership to peak at 1.8 before the completed redetermination process is expected to bring that number back down To 1.3 million. The extra members from the COVID 19 emergency pause is expected to cost Tennessee $500 million this year. Overall, 1.3 million in the United States have lost Medicaid eligibility since redetermination began March 31st, with Florida disenrolling 303,000 and Arizona next at 149,000, according to numbers from the Kaiser Family Foundation. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services recently announced new rules to prevent those who still qualify for Medicaid from losing services, including allowing managed care plans to help complete portions of renewal forms and allowing pharmacies and community organizations to help with reinstatement for those recently disenrolled. Nobody who is eligible for Medicaid or the Children's Health Insurance Program, should lose coverage simply because they changed addresses, didn't receive a form, or didn't have enough information about the renewal process, said U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Secretary Xavier Becerra. The Tennessee Attorney General's office filed a lawsuit on Friday against six out-of-state liquor distribution companies. It said delivered liquor to Tennessee addresses without the appropriate licenses. The companies are Bottle Buzz, Cask Cartel, The Liquor Bros, My Bev Store, Primetime Liquor, and Wooden Cork, all of which were on websites where shoppers can order alcohol for delivery. According to the lawsuit, there's no license that allows out-of-state companies to ship liquors directly to Tennessee consumers. Doing so is a Class E felony, the lawsuit says. The specific allegations in the lawsuit are the result of an investigation by undercover agents for the Tennessee Alcoholic Beverage Commission, After staff attorneys sent the company's cease and desist letters, the agents placed orders on their websites to be delivered to Tennessee address. They received the drinks, quote, untaxed and unauthenticated, a news release states. In case you're wondering, here are the six drinks undercover TABC agents ordered for their investigation as per the lawsuit. A fifth of Evan Williams' peach whiskey, a fifth of Blanton's single-barrel bourbon, One dozen 50-milliliter bottles of Sheepdog Peanut Butter Whiskey, a fifth of Bird Dog Blackberry-flavored whiskey, a fifth of Jack Daniel's Old Number 7 Tennessee Whiskey, and a fifth of Tito's. The plaintiff is seeking an order prohibiting the companies from continuing to ship alcohol directly to customers, civil penalties pursuant to the Tennessee Consumer Protection Act, and reimbursement for their investigation. The AG's office said that this is the first time a Tennessee Attorney General has used the 21st Amendment Enforcement Act, a federal law passed in 2000 that gives state attorneys the power to sue anyone they believe to have illegally be moving alcohol within the state. The TABC thanked Attorney General Jonathan Scrimetti for the litigation. I'm very happy that General Scrimetti decided to prosecute this case, said TABC Executive Director Russell Thomas. Our agents and staff worked hard to collect evidence against these bad actors. Too often, we find websites operated by unscrupulous individuals willing to deceive consumers. There are few places where you can catch a college basketball game and practice your stick handling under the same roof. But after this weekend, residents of Clarksville will be able to do just that. After nearly a decade in the works, the longer-rated F&M Bank Arena has officially opened its doors in downtown Clarksville with a grand opening ceremony on Saturday. The grand opening celebration is going to ignite Clarksville with a whirlwind of festivities, fun, and unforgettable moments. The event is not just about a venue. It's a highly anticipated celebration that will reverberate throughout our community, S S N E Vice President Danny Butler said. The arena and its adjoining Ford Ice Center are the latest extension of the Nashville Predators' footprint in Middle Tennessee, this time into a community both passionate about sports and hungry for a premier live entertainment center to call their own. We really wanted to impact downtown Clarksville, Butler said, and with the area growing and big business coming here, it's an area that needs entertainment. To get started, the Preds collaborated with Montgomery County and former County Mayor Jim Durrett, knowing the positive impact they could make on the surrounding region, but unsure of what sort of facility to build. At first, it was two sheets of ice, like at Ford Ice Center, Butler said. Then it was just an arena. Then we talked about maybe an amphitheater downtown and about minor league baseball. We looked at a million different ideas, but we kept coming back to the arena with some sort of ice. With a clear vision insight, the group added two more partners into the mix, inviting Austin Peay State University to become the venue's full time tenant, selling the coveted arena naming rights to local business FNM Bank. Starting in 2023, the arena will become home for both the governor's men's and women's basketball programs, helping bring both the student body and P fan base to downtown Clarksville, another step in transforming the town into an entertainment destination. The hope is to tie things into the campus and bring some excitement, Butler said. They can skate, they can easily go to events, and the community as a result grows around it. In addition to APSU basketball, the arena... one of the only buildings in Tennessee with both live entertainment space and a full-sized ice rink, will play host to a variety of different events. The uniqueness was so important for the building, Butler said. It allows anybody to do different things. If you look at the run of different events we host, it allows for everything. Visitors attending Saturday's grand opening got the chance to experience that variety firsthand, with the day including arena tours, public skating, meet and greets with Austin P players, and more. Tennessee Wildlife Resource Agency officers made 31 arrests for boating under the influence over the July 4th weekend as a number of violators continues to climb. 28 of the arrests involved alcohol and three involved illegal drugs. Nine serious boating injuries and nine property damage accidents occurred during that period, with 271 citations issued for various boating safety violations. Following the July 4th weekend, a woman died in a boating accident on Boone Lake in East Tennessee, the state's 15th boating fatality of the year. Twenty-nine boating fatalities occurred last year. BUI is a point of emphasis for TWRA, which is in charge of patrolling the state's waterways and enforcing regulations. It is not illegal to have alcohol aboard a boat, but the operator cannot have a blood alcohol content of .08 or higher the same rule that applies to drivers of automobiles. Offenders can face jail time, fines, and loss of boating privileges. The crackdown on impaired boaters will continue through the peak summer season as the state's lakes grow increasingly congested. Over 252,000 boats are registered in Tennessee, in addition to watercraft such as kayaks and canoes that require no registration but still must adhere to various safety requirements. A social media fad called boat jumping has resulted in at least four deaths this summer and officials estimate countless others have been injured. People are filmed jumping from a fast-moving boat and the video is posted on social media such as TikTok as a TikTok challenge. Boaters are warned of the dangers of broken necks and other serious injuries. Tickets are also on sale for the annual conservation raffle conducted by the Tennessee Wildlife Resources Foundation. Prizes include a new truck, travel trailer, hunts for elk, deer, and turkeys, fishing packages, and assorted outdoor gear. Tickets cost $20 for one, $50 for three, and $100 for ten. Last year's raffle generated $1.8 million for various conservation causes in partnership with the TWRA. The ticket deadline is August 20th, and for more information or to purchase tickets, visit the TWRF's Conservation Raffle website, conservationraffle.com. It's time now to take our final break of the day. We are getting ready to bring you the final story of this Monday. So thank you guys for hanging out with us. Stick around here on Southern Middle Tennessee on Front Porch Radio. We'll be right back with more news after this.
1: As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why your satisfaction is so important to Jeff Hargrove and Susie Sowell. There's a great deal of satisfaction in serving a family and serving them well. You're listening to your local radio.
0: Welcome back again to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Once again, my name is Chris Yao, and I'm filling in for Tom Price all week long. Very happy to be with you sharing the news from around Murray County and Southern Middle Tennessee, as well as statewide news as well. It's time now for our final story of the day. Tennessee Governor Bill Lee, Department of Economic and Community Development Commissioner Stuart McWhorter, and Blickman Industries officials announced last week the company would invest two point seven million dollars to establish manufacturing operations in Lawrenceburg. The project is expected to create forty eight new jobs in Lawrence County. Tennessee's commitment. To creating and maintaining a pro-business environment, which allows businesses and its employees to thrive, was our key deciding factor in relocating. Our organization will certainly benefit from the state's centralized location, impressive transportation infrastructure, and skilled workforce. We're looking forward to joining Tennessee's growing healthcare manufacturing industry, said Blickman CEO Anthony Lorenzo. The city of Lawrenceburg is excited to welcome Blickman Industries to our community. This investment not only represents new opportunity for our people, but also solidifies Lawrenceburg's position as a destination for advanced manufacturing, said Lawrenceburg Mayor Blake Lay. Founded in 1889, Blickman Industries provides the health care industry with groundbreaking stainless steel and chrome solutions. The company offers high-quality medical equipment and services to acute care hospitals, primary care offices, and surgery centers across the nation. Since 2019, TNECD has supported more than 50 economic development projects in southern Middle Tennessee region, resulting in approximately 7,600 job commitments and $5.5 billion in capital investment. Tennessee continues to be a top destination for manufacturers that are looking to expand operations. This investment by Blickman Industries will bring more quality jobs and economic prosperity to Lawrenceburg. I congratulate the company on its success and look forward to the positive impact it will have in Lawrence County, said Representative Kip Capley in a statement. That's going to do it for today's news on this Monday, July 17th. Again, my name is Chris Yao, filling in for Tom Price all week long. Happy to bring you all the news that is news from across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and the rest of the state. We'll be back tomorrow at 7.30 a.m. And again at 5 o'clock. We appreciate you guys listening. And if you would like to keep up with all the latest news, make sure to visit MainStreetMurray.com. It's MainStreetMurray.com forward slash subscribe to subscribe to the newspaper that will be delivered to your home via mail each and every week. It's just $29 a year. And we believe will be the most comprehensive and timely coverage of local news and sports right here in Murray County. Come back tomorrow with us. We will have more news from around Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and the state on Front Porch Radio News and Southern Middle Tennessee today. For all of us here at Front Porch Radio News, I'm Chris Yao. Have a good day.